0: Method to the Madness is next. You're listening to Method to the Madness, a biweekly public affairs show on KALX Berkeley, celebrating Bay Area innovators. I'm Lisa Kiefer, and today I'm interviewing Colin Pape, the co-founder and CEO of ShopCity.com. to the program Colin. Thanks Lisa. So what is Shop City?
1: Uh, Shop City it's basically a platform that enables communities to build a stronger more sustainable local economy with a platform that's similar to amazon.com.
0: Okay so you're located in Berkeley and also in Canada. You just opened in Berkeley.
1: Too. That's correct. We're in the WeWork uh, co-working facility corner of Shattuck and University.
0: Okay. So I want to understand this better. What is the problem you're trying to solve with ShopCity.com?
1: Yeah. So uh, the internet uh, to date has really been a tool to drive globalization, global commerce. It's kind of been breaking down geographic boundaries. And unfortunately, that's really been to the detriment of local economies but we really okay. see a huge opportunity to enable local businesses to use the internet, to reach local customers, and to decrease their marketing costs, and to make it easier to shop locally first. And so that's the platform that we've built.
0: Okay, so tell me about how you're doing this.
1: Sure. So uh, basically, each community gets its own local site. So there's a URL for each community. So
0: And how uh, did you get those?
1: It's been a, a long process. Uh, we've been at this for about 15 years. And so we secured uh, about 8000 domains starting in 2000.
0: Okay, and so once you got those domains, mm-hmm. what happened?
1: Yeah, so so there's uh, a, a URL for just about every community, about 85% of the ones across the US. So we have big ones like shopnewyork.com, shopboston.com down to uh, smaller Francisco? communities, yeah, com. We effectively provide a, a turnkey model to a local entrepreneur, could be a municipal government, could be a, a local business group. And uh, so we we provide them with the URL and then uh, a platform that enables them to do the marketing out in the community and then uh, to use the internet to basically drive local commerce.
0: Can you give me walk me through an example from the point of view of a small business or medium sized business?
1: Sure. Yeah. So so there's yeah really uh, multiple stakeholders that we serve. So so the top is the partners, but uh, effectively, it's, it's about the businesses. And so we provide them with the ability to create an online storefront, they can do email marketing, they can update their social media accounts, and they can have their content published on a, a trusted local domain like shop instance. And
0: who manages that shop domain? Is it the city of San Francisco?
1: It, it could be a city, we've got a, a couple of city governments that are running the platform. But generally, it's a local entrepreneur or somebody who's got an interest in the local business community
0: and what has been the reaction of cities to this sort of chamber of commerce, like
1: right? Well, it's uh, it's something especially here in California because there is uh, sales tax that's that's fed into the city coffers. We don't really have that up in Canada, so they've got a, a pretty strong interest in ensuring that purchases happen within their borders, and so they're very supportive. A lot of them are already running shop local campaigns, shop city campaigns, and uh, so this is a way to really activate those campaigns and enable people to take action online. Uh, We give them a a brand that they can market all throughout the community, drive people to a destination where they can find all the products, services and business available locally.
0: So you're trying to create strong economies, it sounds like, local economies.
1: That's right, yeah, using the internet.
0: What was your inspiration to do this in the first place?
1: Yeah, so it started uh, in my hometown, which is uh, Midland, Ontario. It's a recreational community, about 20,000 people. My parents had a retail paint store for 28 years, and uh, around the the turn of the millennium, uh, Home Depot came to town, Walmart came to town, and uh, I'd I'd started building small business websites. A lot of the local merchants were really fearful that they were going to be forgotten as these uh, flashy new stores came into the community, and so I thought that there had to be an opportunity to use the internet to... You provide the community with information about what was available locally and then it was really just about marketing it, getting it out into the community. So we... So you
0: hit, it hit home, your <clears> own family. Big
1: time. Big time, yeah. definitely. They they were concerned. I mean, uh, paint is a competitive industry. There were probably six, seven places where you could buy paint uh, already in the, the small town and then, yeah, you've got the Walmart and Home Depot doing so it. So what was
0: the outcome of you creating this local platform there?
1: It, it was really well received so, so it was really about the marketing uh, we, we did a bit of a guerrilla marketing campaign. We, we went out, to, uh, we put core plus signs all over the community, two foot by one foot, shopmidland.com, support your community signs, and uh, did it on a Sunday night. Everybody came into work on Monday, and all the street posts had signs. And uh, so then, then we started getting businesses really getting behind us, uh, wanting to put signs in their windows. Uh, Chamber of Commerce wanted to get involved. The, the town of Midland uh, asked us to do a deputation. And so uh, everybody really uh, just saw the value in uh, supporting local. And- so
0: what is the cost to a local business to become part of this local community, or is there?
1: Uh, yeah, there, there's a, a range of different uh, uh, opportunities. Uh, everybody has the ability to create a profile page. They can tell their story. Uh, but if they want to use some of the more advanced features, the shopping carts, uh, the ability to send email newsletters, uh, they would pay. It's anywhere from 30 to $400 per month. Uh, at the high end, they're getting a dedicated account manager. So it's somebody, uh, if they don't really have the time or the technical capabilities, they can hire somebody to do it.
0: Is your background in technology? Is that how you got this going? Yeah,
1: exactly. I started building small business websites and then developed the platform and now we've got a team. But uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. A lot of people have written about the Mm -hmm. value, monetary economic value of small communities versus Mm -hmm. the big box stores like Mm -hmm. Michael Schumann. Had you been reading some of these books in college or I mean, when did you get inspired about this?
1: I I just intrinsically understood it growing up in a, a small business environment. My parents, they'd come home and we'd uh, have dinner every night and we talk about just the trials and tribulations of, of running a, a local business. We really understood intimately uh, the need to have reciprocal relationships. So you're spending money with somebody, they're spending money back with you. And just that that every dollar that you spend is really a vote for uh, what you want to see more of in the community. And uh, it's, it's a way to support the people who are doing good things in the community. It
0: also creates a lot of intangible mm-hmm. benefits, you know, like you can see in the U.S., especially in the Midwestern areas, mm. these small cities, there's nothing there. They're just a shell of their former self, yeah. and they have a lot of problems. They mm-hmm. have a lot of problems with young people and people yep. leaving. And
1: yep. Yeah, so. they, they, they've really been gutted, and it is inf- unfortunate because I think the the small community model is actually one that's – uh, a little bit more sustainable and a little bit more connected, you're you're closer to your local food producers, uh, you end up having stronger relationships, you have less of the, the financial nightmares uh, created by Wall Street. And uh, it is unfortunate that things have not gone in their favor over the past 30-40 uh, years, but I, I think you're going to see uh, the tide turning and we're certainly hoping to be a part of that.
0: If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Method to the Madness on KALX Berkeley. Today I'm interviewing Colin Pape, the CEO and founder of ShopCity.com. Where are you now in the process here in the U.S.? I know that you you started in Canada, you were successful with ShopMidland, mm-hmm. and this is your next foray. So where are you in that process?
1: Yeah, I started in Canada with ShopMidland.com. We've got about 25 markets uh, up there that are, are currently under uh, operation. But one of our founding partners, he is from the Bay Area, born and raised in San Jose. What's his name? Uh, his name's Jim Terry, great guy. And uh, so now, uh, what we're doing is uh, kind of a, a master franchise, if you will, and we've kind of uh, sectioned off the 430 California communities. So we, we've got a new company called ShopCalifornia.com. Uh, it has the rights to all those different territories. We're doing a direct public offering through a company, Cutting Edge Capital, and we're, we're now actively uh, working with people who are interested in bringing the model to their community. And we're going to do. When do big... you
0: expect that it's going to be up and running?
1: Uh, so. We're, we're launching a pilot project in September, so uh, we've got a, a couple of different communities that are on the short can list Can you right say now. what
0: those communities are?
1: We're right now down to three, uh, so uh, it's going to depend on the order, but uh, shopsonoma.com, shopalameda.com, shoppleasanton.com.
0: So as a consumer, mm-hmm. I can instead of – local can mean many different things. Mm-hmm. Let, let's say I, I'm loyal to a town in New York, maybe mm-hmm. out in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. So I could search online potentially someday in the future mm-hmm. and shop locally and in that small town versus going to Amazon for a product that that maybe previously carried it.
1: Yeah. Ultimately, the model is actually going to funnel up to shoplocally.com. So it's basically going to be an aggregator so that, uh, for instance, if you want to buy Michael Schumann's new book, uh, you could go on to a single page that has that uh, book, And then you could buy it from wherever closest to you. And well,
0: what are the statistics about mm-hmm. local? If I buy a book in my local bookstore versus mm-hmm. on Amazon, do you know the statistics on the benefits?
1: Yeah, and, and there's uh, a, a lot of different ones out there. Uh, but one that we uh, have, have found to be fairly valid is uh, $0.45 return to your local community with an independent store versus 15 with a local chain store. If you're shopping on Amazon, odds are there's zero return to your local community.
0: Where's that money going? <laughs> yeah, it's
1: uh, it's going going to corporate it's headquarters. It's churning and, somewhere. Yeah.
0: You interface to city governments mm-hmm. if they want to. That's right. What do they get from it? Do they get anything?
1: Uh, yeah. So, so for instance, we're working with uh, the city of Corona in uh, Southern California, shopcorona.com. And uh, for for them, it's really just the kind of more intangible long-term benefit of enabling their local merchants to be more competitive online. Uh, they're trying to, again, keep the tax dollars local. And they're trying to ensure that they don't have vacancies and they're just trying to build a more vibrant economy. Uh, So we're kind of helping them do that.
0: It seems like you could um, disrupt Yelp. Mm Mm-hmm and all the Chamber of Commerces mm-hmm. and become like the new 21st century Chamber of Commerce slash right. Yelp because you could also have rating systems yep. of local companies, right? Or are you already planning yep. that?
1: Yep, we, we, we do have that. And yeah, certainly we're, we're looking to disrupt Yelp. We'd like to disrupt Google. We'd like to disrupt Facebook. We'd like to disrupt Amazon. It's all the big guys. And it, it's about putting all that money back into the community. Uh, Chambers of Commerce, we actually work with them. They're one of our, our partners. So we've got a way for any, uh, local organization, but in particular Chambers, to get their own business directory that's powered by kind of the master uh, Shop City directory and uh, they can get mobile apps, they can get lots of tools to basically minimize their costs and and improve their online experience.
0: It, I, I think it would make them better, mm-hmm. actually,
1: yeah, we we work so in in Midland uh it's a, a huge benefit for the local business they can update their shopmidland.com profile and it automatically updates their chamber of commerce profile if they're in the downtown BIA it updates that it'll update the business directory on the town of Midland's website and that's really the model that we're we're looking to build out all throughout uh the communities that we operate in, there is the opportunity for rev share so that these partners can actually earn money through the system. So, yeah, it's it's a pretty holistic offering. Sounds like
0: everybody can win. That's right. Except the big, big companies. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about redundancies in the system yeah. because, you know, with drought and mm-hmm. there's so many problems and there are more stresses on the planet mm-hmm. as we go forward. Mm-hmm. So people are talking about creating redundant food systems, yep. redundant financial systems, And this feeds right into that.
1: It does, yeah. It's it's all about uh, resilience. And, and so you asked earlier about, did I read Michael Schumann's book, Small Mart Revolution, for instance? Uh, I didn't at the time, but uh, the more that, that we've studied it, the more we see that this is extremely relevant to, yeah, the future of, of the world environment. It's uh, about building a stronger, more resilient economy that is not so susceptible to these uh, systemic shocks, uh, like what happened in 2008. And it's really just about enabling people to focus on their own backyard and not so much to worry about what's happening in the the rest of uh, the world. So they have an impact locally, then it, it feeds up to uh, uh, the global level.
0: So what are your challenges in this process? Have you encountered anything unusual in the U.S. that you did not encounter in Canada?
1: Uh, well, we, we had uh, some challenges with Google actually back in 2011, and uh, they, they ended up blocking our sites, and uh, they just didn't like the business model where we are running multiple domain names. We're enabling each community to have their own site. They uh, wanted us to all do it through one domain, one brand, which is really uh, not the strongest model for communities. And so we we ended up uh, going to battle with them. We were involved with uh, the FTC investigation. We connected with uh, a lawyer, Gary Reback, who was the the man who was responsible for the antitrust regulations against Microsoft with Windows and Internet Explorer back in the day. And uh, we actually made some progress with them. We were on the, the front page of the uh, San Jose Mercury News business section and Google ended up actually building out a whole bunch of processes around some of the complaints that we had. So that was probably so they, the they, big so one. So you
0: actually sort of won that one?
1: We, we did win that one, yeah. yeah. yeah it was yeah. Uh, a, a big challenge and uh, certainly I, I, it was unprecedented. Nobody really had done it, but uh, yeah, we came out on top. I mean, in general, um, yeah, we're, we're going against all the, the largest companies in the world. And so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of just overall resistance to the model. But at a local level, everybody is, is really supportive of it. Everybody intrinsically kind of understands it. It's a, a message that the merchants and the local stakeholders, the people in the community want to see promoted. And so uh, we've got this kind of dichotomy where on, on the, the larger level, I mean, raising capital from a venture capitalist, for instance, that's really not something that uh, we're, we're you know, seeing success with or not even anything that we're pursuing at this point because they want to steer us in a direction that is contrary to strong communities.
0: Food Commons has been on my program, and Mm -hmm. one of the things that they say is um – it, it kind of helps getting the message out that they aren't competing head to head with these large systems. Mm-hmm. they think of themselves as another alternative track running alongside right. them mm-hmm. and then over time that track gets bigger and bigger and bigger, but there's room that's for right. both that's right and so people can digest it a little bit better I think
1: yeah we, we've we've slowly been shifting our our message from you know shop local to shop local first and trying to just give people that that choice and make sure that, that the merchants are represented and that the community represented. And ultimately, it is up to, uh, to the consumer, the person spending the money.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because, you know, it, you can go on Amazon and order vacuum cleaner bags, but mm-hmm. there's a little store down the street and – I don't know what people would prefer to do now. Mm -hmm. So that, to me, is a challenge. We've gotten used to not having to deal face-to-face or look for something Mm -hmm. or walk down the street Mm -hmm. and find something.
1: That's right. And yeah, I think that's really where we can play a role. And and, yeah, there's a disconnect because nobody wants to live in a hollowed out community that has vacant storefronts, that doesn't have the services immediately available and accessible when you do want them. Everybody wants the best of both worlds. They don't want to have to support local, but they want it there when they need it. It. Mm-hmm. And it really is something... And they want to see
0: people walking down the That's sidewalk right. and right. restaurants open.
1: That's right. You want to, you want to be in a, in a vibrant community. Um, and, and so there is this kind of dichotomy. But I think that is where we can, can really have an impact, uh, enable people to have that convenience shopping from home in their pajamas in the middle of the night whenever they want, but still have that money feed back into the community and enable that merchant to thrive and maintain a storefront and, and provide the infrastructure and the support to the community that they are.
0: Small businesses provide the same amount of money into the economy. I think it's $7 trillion mm-hmm. as the big corporations. Right. I mean, I didn't know it was 50-50. I think if that word gets out about that, people will look at their communities a little bit differently.
1: People don't realize there's uh, something called the local multiplier effect, which uh, we've actually got a website, localmultiplier.com, with some information, some statistics. Uh, but it, it's there's really two components to the economy. There's the the volume, and then there's the velocity. And the velocity is equally as important as the volume. So how quickly money is spent uh, has as much of an impact as the amount that's spent. Everything that we've seen, statistically shows that small businesses actually spend money a lot more rapidly than the the big companies. If you look at Apple, for instance, they've got about $170 billion in the bank that is not being spent. So it's not circulating, it's not creating uh, wealth and enabling people to offer products and services. Whereas most small businesses, they run extremely lean and they're they're spending that money pretty much as soon as they get it in. And it's actually creating a stronger, more prosperous local economy. Mm -hmm. And so it's about how quickly That money is spent as well.
0: So, Colin, you have a son. What kind of a future are you envisioning for him with what you're doing right now?
1: Right. Yeah. So Jackson is uh, just over two years old. I'd love for him to have a future, uh, certainly where, where we've addressed a lot of our environmental challenges. I think those are all all looming. And then from an economic standpoint, I'd love to see just a fairer, more just system, something that is uh, a little bit more focused on the producers and the people that are, are really adding value to the economy versus the financial architects that are, are figuring out how to extract money. So I, I'd love to, to to see a future where he and his friends can can start up their own local businesses to find the money to do it find the money to do it exactly community capital just to have that support from the the community where people recognize the value of the services that they're offering and the fact that they are local just a, a bit of a more connected world as far as where we all i think idealistically believe things should go and then where we're actually spending our money
0: if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Method to the Madness on KALX Berkeley. Today I'm interviewing Colin Pape, CEO and founder of ShopCity.com. Do you think, generally speaking, Canada leans more toward community than the U.S.?
1: I, I, I think, actually, it's 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 fairly similar. Uh, I, I think there is really a, a strong pull to community. I think, uh, ultimately... Everybody supports it. It's just, uh, again, these uh, these big brands have, have made it so frictionless to, to go in and to, you know, spend your money. And, and I mean, local merchants need to do a, a, a better job as well. I mean, it's hours of operation. It's uh, just selection. It's all those different types of things. And uh, so I, I think intrinsically everybody wants to shop locally, support their community. It just needs to be, if not as easy, very close to as easy. To do that,
0: when you as a business person beyond marketing help mm-hmm. marketing my business, do you mm-hmm. provide other things too, like say business analysis tools, or is that something you guys are staying away from?
1: Uh, so that that's definitely on the roadmap. What we'd like to do at some point is is be able to share the statistics across comparable communities. So there, there's always just that challenge of uh, of data integrity and and you know sharing information that's too personal. Uh, within a competitive environment. But if you have a, a similar community and you can show them what's happening in another community, then there's, there's an opportunity to improve. Study uh, demographics. Study demographics. And trends. Trends. And, trends, and, and if yeah. this community did this, this was the, the outcome. Uh, I think in, internally within a community, there's a huge opportunity to help businesses and nonprofits close gaps. So identify places where there's a, a lack of service and an abundance of demand. And then that's I,
0: interesting. You know, a city mm-hmm. could benefit from that. Let's Definitely. say, you know, your data says you're lacking a pub or you're mm-hmm. lacking a restaurant on this corner, and it looks like it could be really successful.
1: That's right. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And and then uh, ultimately, we, we'd actually – local currency is, is something that's very interesting as well. So enable people to uh, create and circulate a local currency. I mean, all, all that stuff's pretty far down the track.
0: But I think in the next 10 years, things mm-hmm. are going to – there are going to be so many stresses that we're not seeing yeah. right now. That, that's right. That's what at least the futurists are seeing saying. Yep. Do you involve students at all here?
1: We, we haven't yet, but that is the plan, yes. There's, uh, I think, a, a big opportunity to build a community for the creative uh, economy. So, so people who are building websites, doing graphic design, social media marketing, these are all services that local businesses use and need. And a lot of the challenge is really just, it's around the sales side, it's around the operational side, as far as just, you know, billing goes and customer support. But we, we'd really like to create a bit of a, a marketplace so that all of those services are fulfilled locally by local creatives. And so we can uh, help them on the, the sales side, connect them with the businesses that need their services, help them on the invoicing side, and, and just maintaining customer relationships, but enable them to actually fulfill the work. Right now, we've, we've got you know people in, in Midland. We've got uh, a couple of different uh, satellite offices where, where people are doing that work. But ultimately, we'd like it all to be done in Berkeley for the Berkeley businesses, for instance. And uh, that will definitely require tech-savvy, creative students, I would say, to mm-hmm. fulfill that demand.
0: And how would they reach you?
1: We, we've got a couple of different websites. Uh, you can go to shopcity.com. That's got uh, some information on the company, kind of the opportunity to uh, open up a local market. And then we've got, right now it's just a, a landing page, but shopcalifornia.com, which is really just more specific to the opportunity uh, in California. And uh, you'll be able to, to find all the different uh, local communities, the 430 that are that are on there and uh, ultimately it will uh, aggregate all of that content that's put into the California communities. They can uh, find me on that site, all the, the contact forms. I uh, am on those lists that, that those go into uh, so you could just fill out the contact form and mm-hmm. uh, it'll come across my awareness it's for sure. It's a really
0: creative idea and I wonder if anyone else in the world is doing something like this in Europe or do you know of any other examples?
1: They, generally people end up doing it with a a a single brand and so it doesn't become really local in the same regard that that our platform enables that to happen. Our our sites are only about that community and they're they're very specific and it's really a a grassroots bottom-up approach and it is about marketing it out in the community. That's how you drive local awareness and you drive participation and it's difficult to do that if you don't have that local brand and so we were fortunate that we recognized the opportunity back when domain names were a little bit more plentiful and we've certainly spent uh, a lot of money acquiring them, and and we've taken some risks. Uh, you know, dot com bust, everything, everybody's getting out. And uh, Jim Terry, for instance, he went all in. One day, he bought uh, fifty thousand dollars worth of domain. Seven hundred and fifty of them dropped, and he bought them all. So, um,
0: yeah. So <laughs> <Lucky>. <laughs> we've got them.
1: Yeah, and uh, and yeah, no, nobody that we know of is really doing it in that same way.
0: Well, I can envision something like, uh, say, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, yep. the Amish community, where for they sure. sell their quilt. I, don't, I would think they would love something. Like, you know, little communities like that where you can go in and, and it almost becomes a tourism draw.
1: Yeah, that's right. I think that the the world is is changing, and and uh, we've gone through different waves. Uh, you know, it used to be a, a very localized world, and then uh, ever since mass transportation, airplanes, and mass communication with television and and phones, things have become more globalized. But I, I think there were really a, a, there's a lot to be said for the original local model, and then layering some of these newer technologies and opportunities on top. But to just create that stronger core where we are more connected to a community, uh, I think everybody is really longing for, for more of a, a connection. And, uh, and I think local is really the, the, the way to do it, where it's a, a true, authentic connection. Uh, a lot of the stuff that's just online, if, it, if it's Facebook… Uh, you know, some of the other, you know, channels, Twitter, for instance, uh, you can reach a lot of people and you can have uh, a frequent connection. But, uh, you know, it's not the same as as walking into a store and bumping into somebody that you know, who intimately knows the all the same things that you do, the areas, the businesses, uh, the people, uh, the politics, all those different things. I I mean, ultimately, everything is still local. You're still getting all of your services locally. And, uh, uh, I think that that that's where things are going over the next uh you know 10 20 years because it's it's a lot more sustainable and uh, it
0: keeps people honest i think it does. Because, you know you're seeing people that in doing business and spending your money with them and they are with you as well it's sort of this that's circle
1: right. um, that that's right it's it it really is uh it's it's a lot deeper as far as the the connection goes i think it it just builds a, a better world when people are more authentically connected to community.
0: I saw you came in here with a book. What are you reading?
1: It's, it's by Michael Schumann. It's called The Local Economy Solution. Uh, we were actually featured in the, in the book, which uh, I'm really excited about and uh, very proud of. And uh, it's, it's, yeah, really, it's a, a practical book. It's uh, different economic and uh, technological and business models. He calls them pollinator businesses that, uh, that really do a great job of, of building up a local economy, and they're, they're sustainable financially, so they're, they're profitable models. I, I did some research over the past 10 years, and I've looked at the history of money, basically. There's, there's uh, one documentary that really influenced my thinking uh, called Money Masters, and it mm-hmm. talked about uh, the role of money throughout the, the past millennium, basically. And uh, I think we have a really distorted view of money currently versus what it, it really is. What and, do you mean? Well, it, ultimately money, it's, it's just a, a way to account for things. It, it's really a, a debit and a credit system. And we've distorted it so that it's all about finances and about uh, kind of shifting the uh, responsibility and, and the control of money to these centralized organizations when it's really in the age of, of Bitcoin, for instance, uh, it's really not not going to be necessary in the future to, to delegate that control. And so uh, by doing that, you can build just a, a tighter economy where those those debits and credits are a lot more aligned than they are now. Right now, we've we've got a whole bunch of leaks in the system, really, where we're entrusting the control of, of that accounting system, basically, to somebody who has the, the right and the ability to create their own debits and credit at will and i think that 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 really does a huge disservice to the people that are actually producing things and uh, particularly locally and uh, so so yeah really excited to to prove out the community capital model where the the money that comes to fund this, this operation is from the community, the, the money that is generated returns to the community. And uh, ultimately, yeah, to look at uh, a different type of accounting system that returns things a lot more freely to the community. It's a huge, huge subject. It's it's all very recent, a lot of these new mechanisms that have been put into place. And I mean, they're, they're not working. If you look at quantitative easing, how much money is being pumped into the economy, just to keep things going at, at kind of the snail's pace that they are, it is a system that's... It's broken, and it needs a, a solution that that is more sustainable. That's what is really intriguing about small business. Growing up in that environment, we knew where all of our dollars were going. And we were very aware of the connection and of the power of spending. And you would know that, okay, if I spend money with this guy, he's got a project coming up to to supply it. And so you you just start building that really, I I would say, it's it's a a relationship and it's an awareness. I think that's lacking in uh, a lot of the models today. The community itself has basically been replaced with all these different networks that don't ultimately work for the greater good and work for the community as a whole.
0: Colin, I really wish you luck on this, and I want to thank you for being on this program.
1: Thanks for the opportunity, Lisa. It's been great.
0: You've been listening to Method to the Madness, a biweekly public affairs show on KALX Berkeley, celebrating Bay Area innovators. If you have questions or comments about this show, go to the CalX website, find Method to the Madness, and drop us an email. You'll also find the link to previous podcasts. Tune in again in two weeks at this same time.